0: You are now listening to The Hustle Bone Podcast. This is the place for hustlers, where we talk about getting it done and tell the stories of those that are making it happen. So tune in to a brand new episode starting now. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of The Hustle Bone Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sneed. And finally, 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 We have summer slash spring in Rochester. Like this week, it has been beautiful, like 70 degrees, 75 degrees every day so far and I'm just I'm tired of the winter blues so super happy that you know I finally can it's so much easier to do everything when it's warm it's like I so when I had got sick back in January I put on all of this weight so I weighed the most I've ever weighed in my life and you know it's been hard like I've so I've been able to work out for like the past like month and a half but it's so hard to get up and get to the gym when it's cold outside especially when the best time for me to go is early in the morning who wants to get up early in the morning? morning when it's cold and then go to a gym. So, um, so I feel like I'm really going to be able to get back to a routine with the gym. So I'm really excited about that. And, um, so I did get some feedback too. Uh, I asked you guys about, uh, my recording and I said, what should I do? So right now I'm building a program. Um, Best Bet Skills Academy super just just busy 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 and inundated with just uh, a number of different things to kind of get that up and running and so I asked uh, for some feedback and I asked uh, for you guys to share with me uh, sh- what should I do should I just do four episodes a month and you know be low quality and kind of just still do it myself Or should I move to two episodes where it gives me more bandwidth? But with the two episodes, I would do them uh, professionally in the studio. So as you can see, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we are back in the studio. So I got some feedback And people definitely said that's what they wanted. They wanted, you know, that more quality. They wanted me to put, you know, more effort into the content and then, you know, give a little bit less. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. And again, shout out to uh, Greg Wiktorski and Push MP, Push Music and Post. Um, You know, he, he makes like, yeah, he's our guy. He's going to make sure that we sound good from now on. So if you are ever needing like podcast stuff or, you know, just anything, um, I mean, he he works with clients all over the country. So he's been a friend of mine for years. As a matter of fact, when I was working on my TV show years ago, he actually uh, gave me uh, iMac uh, to work on and do some editing with. So uh, shout out to you, Greg, and I appreciate you. And um, yeah, yeah. So today's guest, uh, I am super excited to have uh this woman in the room with me. Um we we she we go from this room to the womb. <laughs> literally. So in honor of Mother's Day um this month, I wanted to to celebrate and I want to bring my own mother on the podcast to uh literally just Hustle Bone is her, like she has just crazy hustle and she has a heart, biggest Texas. And so I have her in the studio today. So mama, mama, Cheryl Sneed, welcome to the podcast. Why you look nervous? <clears throat> I, I
1: am a little nervous.
0: She nervous about it's just me. It's your son.
1: I know. I know. But we're, we're taping and
0: yeah. So did you forget that you're a pro at this? Did you forget? <laughs> Do I have to remind you?
1: remind me yes I forgot yeah I forgot yeah I did so my mother right
0: so let let me let me set you guys up and kind of give give you guys a little bit of a backstory on her so uh, my mother growing up um, she was a homemaker but she always had a hustle and she was always doing something so she sold makeup uh, we'll talk about that she sold uh, she catered she did catering jobs we'll talk a little bit about that uh, she was a host of a radio show, which you forgot clearly. I clearly forgot. <laughs> Joy in the morning. Yes. Yes. On, yep. I remember. Yes, on I remember 3WG you have Radio. A, yeah. Three WG. Yeah. That was that was crazy. Yeah. It was years ago.
1: Me and Peter Cordieri.
0: Right. Yep. Early in the morning. Five, what did y'all start at five or five thirty?
1: Like about five thirty. It was crazy.
0: Right. So don't don't act like you're brand new to this. Okay, <laughs> you just had to. I just had to remind you who you off. were okay. real quick. Yeah, that, that's thank all. you for
1: reminding me. For well, sure. it's different now because this is you didn't see us. You know, you just heard us.
0: Well, this is the so same, really. For it was podcast it was different listeners.
1: because when you can just be heard and not seen, you you know everything is about the voice. But it's a little different when you're videotaping and audio at the same time. Gotcha. That I, that's new to me So
0: Gotcha Well here's the thing though Like you know A lot of people still Aren't on our video yet So okay. this, will, this will be on YouTube And it's just really raw but I will
1: share it though most You know people, that,
0: though. Absolutely Most people though Are really gonna listen To the, the audio of the podcast Okay Alright So so you're right back at home I'm
1: right back at home
0: How I'm did good. that happen by the way like, How did you How did you oh, In no God. experience End up hosting like And that was like At the time It was like the top Christian radio show In Rochester
1: it's How a, did that happen? It was a really crazy story. So I went through this seat. Well, the homemaker thing. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're at home with a bunch of toddlers, you just find things to do because you want to still be like uh, a person and not just a diaper changer and feeder. Right. <laughs> so right. at that time, I was having fun, like trying to win every contest on the radio that I could win. So I went through this spree, if you will, of like, I won all these contests on the radio. I used to listen to all these different radio stations. And do you remember when I won the
0: the ride in the limo. I think I do remember this. I, I remember this season. Now that you yes, bring it up, I, yes. I remember, yes. you know, yeah. I and do remember re-
1: I think it was 98 PXY or something like that. And I won, we all went to lunch in a limo. And then I won like this really long sub sandwich. Okay. I won that. I won like a series of gift certificates from Wegmans, like almost six $800 worth of gift certificates.
0: Sheesh.
1: And um, so then I won some tickets to an event at 3WG Radio. Okay. And so uh, I didn't really know a lot about the station at the time. I had just started listening to them. I didn't even know that Rochester at that time had a Christian radio station. So when I started listening to it, it was like, oh, wow, this is really good. And I was listening all the time. So I won these tickets and I called the station and they said, yeah, you have to come pick up your tickets. And so we made a family trip. And I took all of you because I thought we were going to like a really big like station and we got there and it was like this one room type of thing. Little (laughs) building. It was a little building. And the Ken Terry was a DJ at the time. He invited all of you into the studio. Mm -hmm. And that's how it happened, because you guys all came into the studio and he gave you a tour. And I think we went on air for a minute. And um he asked me, what did I do? And at that time, I was selling the cosmetics. Okay. And as you remember, as a kid, I started out selling the cosmetics. And my first year into the business was kind of, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. But I went to Atlanta to the convention. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching all these people go across the stage and get all these diamonds and furs. And and I got this certificate. <laughs> and I <laughs>
0: Salty, huh? I came
1: home, <laughs> I was like, this is not it, okay? Yeah, yeah, And I made this vow to myself that next year when I went, I was getting all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And that had just happened. So I had just gone to Atlanta. I was the number one beauty consultant with Allure Cosmetics. And I came home with like... Furs and pearls I and crystal the and yeah, the big, <laughs> I the remember big that four-tailed fox that yeah. had nowhere to, in Rochester to wear that. Yeah, yeah, there's nowhere to wear that. But um, and so when he asked me what I did, I told him that, and I said, yeah. As a matter of fact, we just got back from Atlanta, and I'm number one. I'm the number one beauty consultant in the company, and so him being a salesman, because the DJs at the station also had to sell. He right. was like, um. Well, why don't you expand your market? Why don't you do a commercial? And anyway, he got me to do a radio commercial. Um I we did the spot. Actually, he produced the spot and voiced it over and it was supposed to be this this like saturate the market type of thing where okay. I was doing radio. I had uh uh buses, the the RTS buses and I had the um these little uh, signages, like at different stops around, around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. What do they call those things? I don't know. It's like advertising the the big things. Billboards. That, yeah, billboards. That's what they are, billboards. Oh, boy, senior <laughs> moment. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, it was all supposed to happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. It didn't happen at the same time. And because it didn't happen at the same time, I was, I was like... Okay. Because that was huge for me. I really had never done any and nobody advertises for when you sell Avon and, you know, Pampered Chef. You just kind of back then you just sold it. It was word of mouth. It was all network marketing. And so he's trying to get me to level up and do this campaign. And I took my little money and spent it and it didn't turn out like I thought it was going to to be. And so I felt some kind of way about it. And I really did vacillate as to whether or not I was gonna like call him up and say something. Right. Right. And, um, when I did, he kind of brushed me off Mm. and you gotta know, that didn't go well with me. Right, right. And then yes. and then I was struggling as a, as an African-American woman. He was an African-American man. And I was struggling about whether or not I was going to go to his boss at the station. Like, right. how would that affect his job? You know, I was really... And then I said, you know what? I'm sorry. You need to man up. You, you, you took my money. You didn't give me what you said you were going to give me. And so I called the station. Long and short, I talked to the manager. He brought me in and he said, I like your voice. Why did he do the spot? You should do the spot. Mm -hmm. Why would a man be talking about cosmetics? Right. So we did the spot over. And now he hears me talk about being number one in the company and decides that he wants me to sell radio for him. Okay. And so he asked me if I would freelance Mm -hmm. and sell spots for him.
0: I remember that. And I'm thinking to myself,
1: underwriting. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking... I got all these kids at home. I'm just trying to sell some makeup and now I'm selling radio because right. I, back at that time, remember I switched it up. Um it was a home-based business, but I took it out of the home and I started going into salons mm-hmm. and beauty salons I that. and I started getting them to actually carry my product in their salon. Yep. And so I said, well, I could while I'm there. You know, if I'm at the if I'm if I'm there dropping off makeup, I could right. ask them if they want a radio spot. And right. that's exactly Exactly what i did Ooh, so that hustle I bone started,
0: i see you so i, I started you.
1: getting you know katie's hair <laughs> boutique mm-hmm. um there was i had a I had a lot and then i i brand i went out from there and i just started going to a lot of businesses and getting them you know to do advertising with 3wg and so then i came actually came on the sales force officially okay you know and um uh jeffrey melvin Uh, Bishop Jeffrey Melvin, he was one of the, uh, he was over the sales department. And he actually, at that time, decided that we were going to go into like um, a real sales force. So we had these sales meetings I had to go to every week, which I hated. I hated going
0: (laughs) to the sales (laughs) meeting.
1: And um, because it was funny, because for me, doing it on my time was fun. Right. But when I have to start doing stuff on somebody else's time. Tommy. 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 It's no longer Tommy. fun.
0: <laughs> so f- for those of you who are listening, I-, I call my mom Tommy because, you know, she has a whole oh bunch of stuff she's gosh. always doing. And she'll, I gotta go to work. But Tommy, you ain't got no job, man. <laughs>
1: I had a job. If you I was, don't know I YouTube,
0: YouTube Tommy from Martin, oh my and You could, you can understand that clip. But yes, that this is this is Tommy. Oh. This but is yeah, female Tommy.
1: Yeah, I earned that name well. But I I was so so I I it was it was difficult, but I was like, okay, I really like doing this this thing, you know, mm-hmm. you know, turning on the radio and hearing my spots on and everything, and so um, station manager had this big meeting he called of all the st- uh, all the sales staff, and one of you guys were sick, and I couldn't go, and so back then we didn't have you know I, they couldn't zoom you me couldn't in, zoom in, so they put me on speaker on the phone. While the meeting was going on. And so he starts talking about they change in the format at the station. They want to go to this morning show thing. You know, um, they were doing... There was another popular radio station at the time that had a male and a female voice in the morning. They would banter back and forth, do the weather, do the news. And so he wanted to do that at the station. And um, I'm sitting at home and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, like... I need to be at this meeting because I wanna do that. I wanna right, be right. that person. And um, you know, I couldn't raise my hand, I couldn't let them know because I was on the phone. And so um the station manager he goes, Well, you know, Peter Cordieri is gonna do the the male part of it, but we need to find that female voice. Does anybody have any ideas? And so then it was just silent, and I'm at home and I'm thinking. I want to raise my hand right now, you know? Yeah. And then um, I kind of went, I kind of cleared my throat and I was like, well, um, and then everybody started laughing because apparently they all knew that I was going to be asked to do it. Gotcha. I just didn't know. Gotcha. And so that's how it started because I won the tickets. I ended up at the radio station. I started selling for the radio station and bam, now I'm co-hosting a morning radio Joy show. Joy in the morning. I Joy remember in that. the morning.
0: I remember that. I used to be lit.
1: It was funny. I didn't know what I was doing. But it was amazing because the station was very old. Everything was hands-on. So from that point on, I started doing all my own spots. I had to produce my own spots, reel-to-reel, cut the tape and everything. And then I even ran the board. Mm
0: -hmm. I even
1: did sometimes when Peter couldn't make it, I learned how to run the board. Actually, Actually, I powered up the station because we would go off at night. Mm-hmm. I think like at 11. Okay. So in the morning, when Peter got there before me, he would power up the station mm-hmm. for the day. And he got sick a couple times, and we had other engineers that couldn't make it in. A mm-hmm. couple times, I had to be the first one in the station. So
0: I'm a whole engineer. You had to, you had to start it I need it to up.
1: add that to my resume, right? Shout out right? to you.
0: It's funny, when you said, when, you said <laughs> when the radio used to go off, I thought about that song. Yes. Remember when he was talking before the song? You know, I'm sitting up late. <laughs> and uh, I watched TV until TV went off.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I'm from that era, you oh, know, man. where TV used to go off at night. You would see this little rainbow line would go across the screen, and it would be over for the night. Gotcha. But yeah, I powered up the station and did the whole reel to reel thing and ran the boards and everything. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it now, but you I could don't remember. Do it. You
0: would just have to relearn. I would
1: need a re- refresher. What
0: was funny is when I knew that I was going to have you uh, for this show. I started just thinking about like things to talk about and it, I I remembered like yo, my mom hosted a whole radio show and like used to have the city lit because y'all used to do like the best giveaways. Yes. Yeah, used to give away tickets to Darien Lake, yeah. Seabreeze. I remember like the kids session, all the kids would be calling in the morning to answer the the Bible trivia questions. Oh my gosh, I remember yes. we used to call in and answer yes, them, but yes. we couldn't get the prizes. You
1: actually you actually preached on the radio one time. You were a kid, and I I I taped you preaching. Oh, I at remember home. That. You and Chanel. I it was that. crazy. And you put
0: it on the radio. And
1: yes. I we played clips <laughs> of it on the radio. And people thought it was legit, a real preacher because right. it was so it was do so funny. Do you still have that tape? I have that somewhere. I do have it. I need to find That's it. Wild. That's I have everything. You shout know, have out to Singalodian
0: for giving me my <laughs> the public Singlodean, speaking debut. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So radio. And then, you know, catering, you got into cooking. So how did that happen, right? Oh my gosh.
1: Another network that was all about network. Um, I have the greatest friends in the world. Um, uh, Dear friends of mine, more like family, Mike and Julia Peace. And um, we met them. We, We had met them in different spots around the city, going to different events and everything. But we never really connected. We hadn't mm-hmm. really connected, connected. And so then a mutual friend of ours, her husband passed away. And when that mutual friend's husband passed away, we it was it was a precarious situation because her husband was from out of town and all of her family was from out of town. And so literally like right after the funeral, all the family had to leave and go home. And the wife was just left alone, literally with nobody. And that's a difficult time. Like imagine that like right after a funeral right. and then you have a meal and everybody leaves. Yeah,
0: that's that's crazy. That
1: was crazy because her husband had been ill and, and she had nursed him in her house in the living room. She had the hospital bed for months in the house. And now, you know, some of that stuff is still around and then everybody's just going to leave. And so we didn't. We just stayed. We just stayed there with her, you know, talking and everything. And that's where dad and I really connected with Mike and Julia for the first time. And Mike started talking about how um, he had his summer event, his youth camp coming up. And he wanted to know if I knew anybody that cooked, that could cater because he wanted to, um, his, his caterer couldn't make it. And he was trying to find somebody. And he started telling me what they were going to get. He's like, well, whoever does it, they're, you know, they're going to have free tickets to Kingdom Bound. They're going to, you know, this and that. They're going to have their own trailer to stay in during the whole event. And I'm sitting there going, mm, like, uh, oh, so what do you, what do the kids eat? Hot dogs, hamburgers. I'm thinking to myself, I could cook a hot dog. <laughs> right. I could cook a hamburger. So right. the hustle started, the hustle in right. me just started like right, right. coming up. And, and I basically said, you know, it worked out that I ended up doing it. And then I did it every year after that and anything else that Mike had going on, he would bring me in as a caterer and then other people in other churches, you know, I never really got into like a market outside of doing stuff for not for profits and mainly for churches type of catering. Yeah, yeah. I did do a couple of weddings but um for the most part it was mainly you know cooking in right. church and doing stuff like that right. but yeah
0: and it's funny like i i forget about the times you had you bought those those white those white tuxedo shirts <laughs> yes. and we used to be a, your your <laughs> yes, helpers
1: you were you were you guys did right, it was a family affair right right no affair. that's a fact and then somebody even, gave me all those shirts and hats
0: right i remember yeah. i remember and then like for those of you who don't know so kingdom bound was this huge christian festival at Darien lake and they actually they brought it back so kingdom bound is back yes. I, I, I haven't been in years, but what with the camp we would get because we were younger we were kids so we loved the fact that you cooked for this camp yes because we got four days all access passes to Darien Lake and we used to just be all over the place every ride and we just used to just run that park for four days and I mean we we did that for like a like a six seven year stretch in a row like yeah. that was
1: and it was, was I loved being in the camper summer. I remember the yeah. first year that we went and we had two campers so we had yeah. one camper that we lived in yep. and then we had a camper next to us that we cooked in yeah, and um it was it was a lot of fun and you know it was at that time it was really what we needed because you know dad was working for RPD mm-hmm. and he wasn't like he was on a work wheel at the time yeah. and so work days off was kind of difficult so he when he took his vacation he would take his vacation during that time and yeah. we would all go together yep. and it just worked out really great but it that was... was a great hustle catering was a great hustle i love well i i love serving people right so being able to serve and cook food for people and then watch people eat what you create to me is one of the most fulfilling things ever for i try sure. not to be a food pusher but it you, work. you know i am a food pusher <laughs> it doesn't work yeah
0: it's uh and you know to this day you know we still try to get you to, to charge more for your cooking because you I you know. like to give away the house for free i but know we won't talk about that t- i'm gonna let you live <laughs> i got you a tommy already work, i got yeah. you with tommy already so we i ain't gonna roast yeah. you too bad so I know, you know, I
1: did a wedding. I did a wedding for $5 a plate.
0: You're wildin'. Yes, <laughs> you are, I did. You are I out did. of control. There
1: was a couple that, you know, they were young. They wanted to get married, but they didn't have any money. And it really, like, it intrigued me that they wanted to honor God and mm-hmm. do things the right way. What I consider the right way. Mm-hmm. And so um, I said, what can you do? And when they told me, and they, you know, they had a venue for free. So we had a place. We had Mm -hmm. a place to do everything. And I said, hmm. And I thought about it. I was like, spaghetti is so cheap. Yeah, yeah. I could get some meat, throw it in the sauce. Won't be no spaghetti balls. We have meat sauce. And that's what we did. We did spaghetti with the meat sauce and some lemonade and like a tossed salad. And we just made it work. I didn't make any money. It was over 200 people. Wow. It was over 200 people. Wow. But we actually pulled it off. It was beautiful. And nobody knew the difference. And that couple, it was just awesome to be able to honor them and and serve them like that. So a lot of it was because I feel like if God gives me gifts, then I need to use my gifts. To mm-hmm. me, that's what when Jesus says, "Use your gifts for the kingdom." To me, that's what it looks like.
0: Gotcha. But you can still get paid, though. I can still get paid. Yes. <laughs> We're working on that. We're working we, on we, it. We are. Yes, we, we are. are working on that. I just, I just remember just growing up. I just remember like. You always just had a hustle. I just always there was never, even though you you know you were Tommy, you you never had a job or you know sometimes you we would transition. You would transition from Tommy to Rochelle. That's the mom from Everybody Hates Chris, <laughs> where she's like, you know, I, I don't have to take this. My man got two jobs. Because <laughs> you would have seasons where you get a little job, <laughs> and then I quit. Right, and you you'd just quit. be out of here like, man, it's I don't like, got no to take this no more. Work here. <laughs> my man
1: is taking good care of me you know i know that is so funny that is really funny you know um the hustle really began i was thinking about this when you asked me to do this is like i remember the very first thing that i did in the neighborhood where i grew up um we had comic books back then and comic books were everything and on the back page of the comic book there would be this opportunity to go into business on your own. Mm-hmm. And it would it was cards like greeting cards. Yeah. And you would send your little maybe like 4.99 off you tear it off, fill it out, send it off for $4.99, and they would send you this box of cards. Mm -hmm. And then you would get the cards, and then you would sell the cards to make your money. Yeah, yeah. And that was my first business, official business. So I was going around the neighborhood, and I would sell these cards to everybody in the neighborhood. And then whenever, you know, like growing up, like in school, You have like there there's a project or you want to go on a trip or something And the school is selling candy or selling popcorn. Like I was always driven like I had to be the number one. So I would always sell the most of everything. Right. Right. Oh, my gosh. Popcorn. Do you remember? I was just I was just I just thought about that. I literally
0: you. Yeah. You read my mind. Boy Scout popcorn. (laughs) Do we still have some left somewhere in the house? So I wouldn't be surprised
1: last year. No. During yes, just last year during the shutdown, we were cleaning out the garage, no. and Dad found a case of that popcorn no. in the garage How? above the above the garage.
0: Wow! So yes, <laughs> the mountain bikes, the mountain the bikes. mountain bikes. We wanted to win mountain bikes, and Cheryl was going to make sure that we won those. And we had bikes. to
1: have three mountain
0: bikes. Right, right, right. Because it was me, Dwayne, and, and our cousin Mason. I was living with us at the time. So we 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 were everywhere. We sold popcorn for years after that sale. <laughs> well, do you know why? Do you know why? Because you know what I did. Because you bought it all. Instead
1: of us selling the popcorn, I said, "How many boxes do?" My- <laughs> I said, "How many boxes do my kids need to sell for them to get a bike?" And they told me, and I said, "Well, times that by three and give me that many cases of popcorn." And then I just paid them for the popcorn. I paid it, and then we had to sell it to get the money back, which we
0: never did. We sold popcorn for years. Everywhere. Walmart. (laughs) Remember, we used to have the the, the tables in our Boy Scout uniform. I remember, I'm pretty sure there was a time where we actually were no longer in Boy Scouts, but we wanted to sell it, so we dressed up. (laughs) Uh oh my god. Oh
1: my that is so terrible. The,
0: wow. the popcorn trauma. <laughs> yeah, that
1: was that was a...
0: Hey, we had them bikes though.
1: You had those bikes. <laughs> yes, you guys
0: enjoyed those bikes. Nah, that's a fact. That's a we, Oh my we, I goodness. literally like my red my red bike. It was a, a red giant. I could have just bought bikes. I could have bought bikes. I mean I, I thought that, and I'm just like, well, you know what? Everybody's different. You, you yeah. know, but that, I feel like that's kind of always been you. You know, again, you want to be number one. You, you're yeah. very competitive. You want to win. <laughs> I like winning. Yeah, I had to be on the top of
1: that one. I and mean, you guys got recognized for selling the most popcorn. We that did. was fun. I mean,
0: that was fun.
1: At the end of the day... We
0: ate a lot of that popcorn, too. That popcorn did. was delicious. It was. Wasn't At no the end joke. of the
1: day, it was more about you guys than it was the bikes of the popcorn. Right. Seeing you guys happy and seeing right. you guys, you we know... We would have
0: preferred that you just bought the bikes, though. I Cause know. Because them rainy days in front of Walmart, <laughs> <laughs> they were not it. They weren't it. <laughs> they were not it. And you be in the car chilling. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right i won't tell no more of your business okay i'm gonna leave you alone okay so yeah the, the popcorn season of life i remember that popcorn for years maybe that's why i really like i eat popcorn today <laughs> but i really don't mess with it like that i think i'm popcorned out sheesh
1: oh wow that was Boy Scout really... popcorn
0: yeah that was that was funny imagine if chanel would have did girl scouts oh no we'd have cookies for you oh no <laughs>
1: we had all the cookies right
0: so, all right, so those, the popcorn hustle, that was, I just, I'm still, I'm having flashbacks right now. I'm in front of Walmart right now. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's why, like, it's so easy for me, like, to do certain things in sales and the rejection don't get to me. Because, like, yo, we literally were, I forgot that we literally were out there, like, selling popcorn. Like, it's, that's crazy. I, I forgot all about that. It's just wild how every experience, even if you don't remember it, you still, like, take something from it. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, for, I literally forgot all about that until we just started talking about it.
1: Well, it builds you. I mean, that's what builds your life experiences, build you into who you're going to be. And it's like every little thing, like you said, everything just keeps one thing on top of the other. And it is what it is.
0: All right. So fast forward, right? Fast forward to a little bit more present. Um you know, I, I see you got your your happy hand on right now. Do you have a happy foot on? No, you got no, sneakers on today. No, I got on sneakers today. on today. But um, yes. the happy hands. So you got into what? What made you start oh doing happy gosh. hands and happy feet? The barefoot sandals. The whole, the whole. Wait, hold on, timeout. See, y'all thought I had a lot of hustle. Oh my god. <laughs> go. I guess I guess I am junior. I, I guess you know you you got it. You 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 got the hustle bone. You do ultimate like you get the reward so all right so happy feet and happy hands where did they come from because I just remember one day you were just like oh I'm about to make these
1: so here's what happened um this was this was birthed out of necessity okay so um one of the things that that your dad and I decided to do in raising you guys is is that we never really like sat around and shared with you like struggles You know, you guys just came home to a home Mm -hmm. and the fridge was full and the lights were on Mm -hmm. and, you know, things were great.
0: Right, But But you better not turn that heat up, though.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) But there were times that were... There were some difficult times. There were some difficult times. um, I mean, going back 36 years ago when we first got married, when when I came to the table, I really didn't come to the table with a lot, you know, in terms of... um, You know, I didn't have a nine to five. A lot of people, a lot of our friends were getting married. They were double digit income families and we weren't. I was the stay at home mom. And so um, add to that the fact that I had this like desire that my kids weren't going to public school. And so um, we spent boatloads of money on education. All the money. On the front end. And now that you're doing it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm Okay. So that was a decision we made. We felt like it was important to us and that's what we chose to do. And so because of that there were some times that were more difficult than uh, than others. And so as a result of that um you know things were the way they were, but they were still good times. But getting to how did the happy feet come along? So Dad's been a police officer now um for 19 years. And he decides it's time to go, mm-hmm. you know, um, and a lot of that had to do with our faith, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we we were in agreement that he was he was going to leave. Mm-hmm. And so he retired from the police department, didn't really know exactly hold on, I what just he want was going to stop do. Faith,
0: faith, not because of your religion, but because of what you believed for the next step in your life. Exactly. Like for your, your faith in what the next chapter was going to be. Exactly. Okay.
1: Exactly, and so we um we took that leap of faith, and Dad um quit his job, retired. Retired. He (laughs) retired from RPD, and we didn't really know what he was gonna do next, but he went to RCSD. So at the time, I was at RCSD part time, Mm -hmm. and I was part time for twelve years. Don't forget that. I did have a 12-year stint where I... Right, right. Part-time. Yes, part-time. Okay? (laughs) So he started working at Marshall High School where he had been an officer, a resource Mm -hmm. officer at Marshall. And now he is working at Marshall as like a parent... Liaison type of thingy. And then there was this big layoff that took place in the city school district. So he oh, lost I his job. That. I remember he that. He lost his job and I lost my job. I remember that. So at that point, all we had was the pension coming in. Right. And we were like, oh, okay, faith again. You know, we know God's got us, but. Um, One of my uh, stepsisters passed away in Detroit, and we went over. We took my dad. Dad was living with us at the time. Mm -hmm. And we took my dad over to the funeral. And Mm -hmm. um, my cousin, Debbie, like she had been emailing me and telling me about these barefoot sandals that she was making. and I had no clue what she was talking about. Right, right. But when we got to Detroit, I got to see them. Mm -hmm. And the minute I saw them, this light bulb went on in my head. And I was like... Dad and I looked at each other, and I was like, I could make those.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Like, I've never seen those in Rochester. Right. And I bet I can learn to make those. Right. We're going to take those home and we're going to make those. Right. And that's just what we did. So I asked my cousin how she felt about it. And she was like, you could go online and get a pattern for how to make a barefoot sandal. I was like, get out of here. I've never yeah, yeah. seen that before. Shout out to the internet. <laughs> and so she taught me how to make them. and But then the thing that was so cool about what I got to do, she had been doing it for a while. So she told me everything not to do. Okay. Like my whole startup was leveled up because of her, because I didn't have to try out different string or she told me the, the 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 string to get the string that I used isn't even like a string that any other jewelry maker that people use. They never break because I use what she told me to use. Yeah. I did it the way she told me to do it. And so I came home. And I actually had a friend who made jewelry. I never made jewelry in my life, had no desire to make jewelry, but I had a friend who made jewelry and I gave it to her and I said, can you take this apart and show me how to put it back together? Mm -hmm. And she did. Okay. Shout out to Marge Baconcini. And she is still alive because you talked about her on the podcast right? a while ago. I did. About how you cleaned her yard yard. out in Ontario.
0: And I didn't pay Justin no money. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) So she's the one who taught me who took it apart and helped me to put it back together. And so basically I started copycatting what my cousin was doing in Detroit. Okay, And um, I just started like I just started looking at it going, I wonder what would happen if I did this or I did this. Because she was just doing a very simple chain link pattern, Mm -hmm. and I just took it and went crazy with it. Gotcha. And now it's like I branded them Happy Feet. I started selling on Etsy in 2010. So 11 years I've been on Etsy. It's been that long? It's been that long.
0: It's been that long. Still getting orders I'm to still, this day. I got an day. order
1: f- yesterday, two days ago, Sunday. I'm sitting in church. I got an order. Was it Sunday or Monday? What's today? Tuesday? Today's. It was Sunday. Sitting. I got an order from Juneau, Alaska. Wow. Yes. Wow. So, um, yeah, still getting orders. Right now, I used to, and then I started doing the festival. So, again, right. I had this little business where I'm making these little foot jewelry. Right. And um, I... I was like, okay, how am I gonna sell these? I I can't just little a little is not enough for me. Right. So I literally started selling them all over the place. Yeah. Like I had stores in California, in Vegas, in Florida. I remember Detroit selling my happy feet, stores all throughout Rochester, all throughout Monroe County.
0: Cause, why cuz you cuz you had the little slavery set up yes at <laughs> all my get, friends beating she, like if you came to the house you could come you was coming to drop something off you was coming to for for a counseling session <laughs> you it didn't matter why if you were coming to the house oh you were about to be beating and i remember amber and heather and caitlin oh my god those are the, the
1: queens those are my queens at <laughs>
0: chanel like right. look yep chanel I, you never got me. They I wasn't so about to put legit. no beads. You wasn't getting. Listen, you, you I got bold and gritty though. I got bold and gritty. Yeah.
1: You do know that Lorraine and and um and and David Paul really helped me bead really? for the Park Avenue Festival. So at the at the at the last minute, somebody asked me who owned a store on Park Avenue. Mm-hmm. She said, "Would you come?" And, you know, because I own the store, she was selling my happy feet in her store. Yeah. So that's the rule. You can't just have people who don't, you know, because my product was in her store. I had the right to be at the Park Avenue Fest under her tent. And she invited me at the last minute and I didn't have the inventory. And that's a that's a banging festival. I had done Corn Hill Festival. But when you're going to do a festival like that, you need like I didn't want to go in there minimum 300 pair. Cause I wanted to sell out and I did sell out. Mm -hmm. And so we had like a week lead time to make these sandals. And that was, that was the biggest shop I ever had at the house. I mean, we had people beating in the living room, sweat shop, shop, the kitchen (laughs) everywhere. It was crazy. And, and bold and gritty was there right by my side. Wow. Loren and David came. As a matter of fact, Loren and David were hilarious because they started a game where they were like trying to see who could do it the fastest. So I had them doing the little tiny beads that go around the toe. Mm-hmm. And so they were all they were just doing those one after the mm-hmm. other. And they were doing contests. To see who that's could do crazy. it the fastest. It was hilarious. We had so much fun.
0: Yeah, no, I I vowed that I would not be a part of the sweatshop. Oh my You gosh. didn't get me. You have to be the only one that never Never. I, I'm gonna have Mm-mm. to get you to do something. no nope. nope. You gotta you gotta do something. In the in the words of my boy Joel Graham, they ain't gonna get the kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, we we did it. We we um then we got on Etsy, and pretty much now that's that's where the business is because i was just um i stopped doing like all the stores all around the place mailing stuff off because i got hit a couple times i did some stuff consignment i sent a yeah. bunch of stuff out to florida people didn't want to pay me yeah yeah um for my stuff or whatever and so yeah
0: that's never fun
1: i know but i did change it up because i did start making people buy up front buy the inventory up right. front but then it just um, it just was like the festivals, you know. Yeah, because
0: yeah, yeah. something
1: else came up. Then I started doing something else. But yeah. I still do the happy feet because yeah. I enjoy it. I mean, I really enjoy the beating, and for me, it's a real joy when a bride, you know, wears my jewelry on their feet in the sand at their wedding. I love right. it. I, I have a friend right now who was on vacation. She posted on Facebook that she's on this journey, a weight loss journey, and she went on vacation. She says, I got my two-piece on, which is something I never thought I'd be able to do, but I've been drinking water and doing whatever I need to do to get in shape. But she took a picture with my happy feet on on Aww. vacation. So, like, I'm there with her, you know? You know, making it happen. <laughs> making people go. happy with that's their feet. That's one way to look at it. Nah, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. But yeah.
0: All right, so... uh, Then, so... You said something, you've always been a helper. Yes. You know, you've always been like a server. I remember the um the food pantry that you ran at Memorial, yes. right? So I remember that. So you, you even before catering, you were always feeding people. But, um you know, more recently, and I would say the last like five, six years, um, I've watched you really turn a lot of your efforts towards just helping, you know, just women in distress and things like that. And so you developed the Esther Project. So let, let's talk about the Esther Project. So yes. how did, how did that come to be? Cause I remember, I remember cause you know, I got my own life, my kids and all that stuff and I'm doing all my stuff in business. So I don't always, you know, I'm not always just, you know, just completely dialed in right, to what you got right. going on. Well, how did the, that happen? the Esther
1: project started when you were little on Magnolia street.
0: Oh, okay. You're going to throw away back, huh? It is. It,
1: <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just something that dad and I did. Um, I have to say that I, I live this life that I live and I'm so incredibly grateful for the life I get to live. Um, like you can't imagine. Um, my my beginnings were very humble. And um, when I look at family and look at family structure, I'm just so thankful. I mean, I have three healthy kids and now almost going to have five healthy grandkids. And, you know, being with my husband for 36 years, I just give God all the glory. But one of I the things... I tell people you
0: got ghetto adopted.
1: I did. I did. There was no paperwork. My mother just left yes. me with hey, these people. Hey,
0: Dolly, can you watch
1: Cheryl for a few days? Yes. I'll be
0: back. Yeah, that never and happened. And years later. I know, years later.
1: But the thing is, is that um, I'm just grateful for the life that I get to live. God has been so good to me and so faithful to me. And so for that reason, like... Being a mom is no joke. Like I yeah. remember when you guys were little, how much help I got from your father. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm not that girl for a screaming baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I I have this crescent, like it just this limit. And like Dwayne had colic. And I remember he would scream at the same time every day. And I would be sitting there like this. And I know I hate to say this, but it's real cuz I wanted to just take him and throw him somewhere. <laughs> no.
0: No, no, but I
1: know that feeling. I know yeah. what that feels like yeah, yeah. cuz it it was stressing me out. I could not handle it. And I would give him to your dad and say, take him. I'm leaving. And I would leave the house and go someplace. Right. And your father would just pat him on his back. You know, you didn't cry like that. But Dwayne at college, that was Because I was a
0: G. What? And, but but then um,
1: I remember babysitting. I had this one kid I was babysitting. And he was like that. Mm-hmm. He was like that because his mom had him attached to her in one of those like baby carrier things. Yeah, yeah. And he was always on his mother. So when she went back to work and I started keeping him, he wanted me to hold him like that. And I was like, "No." And he would scream and scream and scream and I was like, "Come get your kid. I can't mm-hmm. do this." Yeah. So anyway, I had a lot of friends who were single moms and I was watching their struggle. And just compassion coming out of me like, "What can I do to help?" Yeah. And so we just find our we found ourselves being a help. You Mm -hmm. know, dad and I were in agreement that we would help. I remember we had this one dear friend of mine who was a single mom and she was taking the bus like to take her daughter to daycare and then get to work four buses every morning and then four buses at night. Mm -hmm. And we at the time we had two cars. And so we talked about it and we gave her a car. Mm -hmm. Now, when we gave her that car, we had four of you guys. And remember, we used to all have to get in the Volvo.
0: Yep, I remember the Volvo because the, we gave that car away. Yes, we gave that car
1: I know it was crazy, and so um, but the first, the very first time that the Esther Project kind of happened, where a woman had a need, where she needed someplace to stay, was a friend of mine was in school at Brockport, and she had a situation that came up, and she needed a emergency housing. And we literally went and got her and brought her and all her stuff. And we had her back in, remember the Florida room mm-hmm. in the house on Magnolia? Yep. And all her stuff was back there. And she stayed with us until she was able to find another place to live.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And there's people that have stayed with us that I forgot about. Like, I forgot about Ronnie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I forgot
1: that Ronnie stayed with us.
0: Right. You right. know? Um it was the Sneed Hostel. <laughs> exactly
1: and I would I would move you guys around I would be like hey you know you got to give up your bedroom yep. you know move in with so and so because so and so is going to stay in your room for mm-hmm. a little while and so that's kind of like how, how we, we were just doing life mm-hmm. doing life taking in people and it, it was mainly really short spans of time you know couple weeks couple days overnight here mm-hmm. and there but then um, a couple years ago we ended up having a mom and her son come and stay with us, and they were with us for almost about seven, eight months. Mm-hmm. And um, then all of a sudden, you know, um, you know, things have, you know, things have been progressing with the Happy Feet business, you know, and you know, income is coming in. And I thought to myself, I really want to give back. Right. Like, I've been blessed. How can I give back to my community? So, the Esther Project was birthed as my give back out of my Happy Feet blessing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had some money, some houses came available. It was crazy how it happened, but we ended up buying this duplex. Okay. For like, it was pennies, it was less than $6,000. Okay. And dad and I said, look, we're going to hustle and we're going to put our yeah, elbow yeah. grease in this house, fix this house up, mm-hmm. and instead of bringing these people that have these short-term spurts of needing some place to live uh into our house, we can have them stay at this house. Right. And
0: um we called so, it the so Esther So you guys house. just did that. You guys bought this house. You don't have any organization, we no didn't nonprofit. Have no no, so no like,
1: nonprofit. We bought the house in 2016. And we had every dream of having somebody in that house by the end of that year. Right. But we didn't really go all through the house (laughs) when we bought it, you know. And so once we got it all cleaned out and got all the garbage out um, and we got in there, it was a lot more. That needed to be done. And that didn't really scare us. But then a decision came. How do we get it done? Right. Should we take out a loan? Should we? And, you know, we decided, no, we're going to make this a cash cow. You know, we're just going to put money, our money into it. And we're Mm -hmm. just going to keep putting it into it Mm -hmm. until we get it ready. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. um my husband has so much sweat equity in that house that right. is unbelievable.
0: I tried to get you out to sell it you did but I think I somebody called, to it called now me yesterday and tried to buy my house <laughs> so so for years you guys are really just kind of and you guys have had some help. You've had some people that just see the vision and just, you know, hey, exactly. they'll give you guys some money here or there or whatnot. And so I know that's one reason why you guys have felt so attached to the house, because it's like, you know what? For years, literally, we've been on this journey with it's this a house. Journey. It has and been. And so if, if I know you guys would feel bad to just sell it. So what happened yesterday? That is a game changer for what you. What
1: happened yesterday is a game changer. It's something that I didn't see at all. And I didn't really wanna do it that way. Mm-hmm. I've tried not to. And and but then some things happened and I was like, wait a minute, the well, the pandemic happened. Yeah. And when the pandemic happened and we were shut down, I had an opportunity to see how important what I was doing was really needed in my community. Yeah. Because during the lockdown, we weren't locked down. We were still working the Esther project. Mm-hmm. So my game plan was to build relationships with organizations that house women so that when my house is open, I have somebody to funnel women to me to live in the house. Mm-hmm. So I've built these relationships with all of these shelters all around the city by helping to serve them by doing the purse project and you know, doing different things where I help to give to these organizations they know who i am and what i'm building so that they can help me to fill this house when the house is ready but i really saw that um i needed i needed more help mm-hmm. and i think it was definitely a little bit of pride in me, mm-hmm. a lot of pride
0: look at you, <laughs> a, look lot at you a, lot, a lot of pride you see that it was a lot of pride that i growth. didn't
1: want to ask for help I wanted to do it on my own. Me and yeah. dad wanted to build this house on our own. But when the roof went and we get this leak in the roof and we can't do any more work because you can't continue putting up drywall in a house where you've got water coming in. Right. And the house is huge. And the estimates are coming in like $19,000 to get the roof repaired. Right? We're thinking, okay, now it's time. I got to suck it up. And I got to get some, I got to ask for some help and I got to get help. And that's when the whole thing came about where the, you know, applying, you know, actually we, again, took a big clump of money by faith and incorporated the Esther mm-hmm. project which you know big shout out to the Ganguly to, to Anjan Ganguly who helped yeah. me incredibly with that whole process Word. it was seamless because of him yeah. I really didn't hardly do anything but hand over a check yeah. I wrote the check he did all the work right and so I, I get this I get incorporated and then I apply for the 501c3 so we did all this right before the end of the year yeah in
0: 2020
1: okay and um like it just took forever right. and i didn't know if it was going to happen i'm right. wondering is the government going no we're not giving you a 501c3 right. Right.
0: i know me and me and you crashed had some a little doubts bit. i was like yeah. where
1: is this paperwork so
0: for those of you who don't know when you file uh for a not-for-profit you can as soon as you file you can start uh, soliciting, receiving, accepting donations. I knew that because I started a nonprofit <laughs> and I was working with a team and, exactly. you know, as soon as we, Hey, we're filed, we can ask for money. Yes. And so I was telling you that you were telling me that, but you didn't want to listen because, I was, of the, you
1: know, I was being a mom. I was being, I was really uncomfortable with the idea of soliciting for something. And I didn't have the paper in my hands. I'm so old school.
0: Yeah, I get it.
1: I, I was thinking like my brain wouldn't. And then it's the other day I had this revelation that like I thought there was some group of people sitting somewhere going through all these applications going. No, you get a 501c3, but you don't. And you don't. And they're making a decision. And it's not really a decision that they're making. They're processing paperwork. Right. So it's like I didn't see it like that. And so that was really holding me up mentally. Gotcha. Because I just, you know, it's uh, anything I do, I want to do it right. And I want to honor Right. You know, I want, I have to honor God. That's who I am. And so I was like, I'm not going to be taking nobody's money. And then the 501c3 comes in and go, hey, we don't believe in this. No. And then I got to give it all back. So I was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not moving. Right. I'm just going to sit still. Right. And wait. Right. Right. And I did. And you know, what's funny about that, Daniel, is that that makes some people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it didn't make me
0: uncomfortable. Because it made I know, me uncomfortable. I was like, "You better go get this bread." Listen, and I <laughs> know
1: what I'm going to do, regardless. I'm, I've, I've tried to be a woman of my word. So if I tell you that I'm going to do something, I'm going to get it done, even if it hurts me. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to do it. Mm-hmm. So the house is going to go up, and now that we've got this, this five hundred one C three official, documented, we're official on
0: the table, I
1: feel like I have a, a whole reset button and a restart now. To, to jump into some places that I've never been before. Mm-hmm. So I even started looking at grants yesterday. I found one grant that I'm eligible for that I'm going to finish filling out the paperwork for today and get that in the mail. So... um I've been doing some background like work yeah. all this time, like learning about grants, where they are, you know, mm-hmm. writing grants and all that kind of stuff. And just looking at other organizations and how they fund their not for profits. Yeah, how, What did I see them do that? I don't want to do the mistakes they made that I don't right. want to make. And I've learned some things and it's been a really humbling experience, but a lot of growth, a lot, a lot of growth. So I'm so excited. I'm, i'm so excited like yeah it's
0: you know i I felt i felt that text yesterday oh yeah i felt that it was and i was excited for you because you know i I do know what it feels like to like you know be waiting on one piece yeah you You, you know i'm making these videos right now for best best skills academy and um when i was waiting on this core to connect i got a new a new wireless mic but i couldn't use it Cause I had to get another cord that didn't come with it to connect it to my iPhone. And so I just know that feeling of yeah. just like, I just need But it. sometimes need when
1: it. you wait, the connections come. Yeah. Nah, so, so just keeping it real, we, we took our home and we went out and got a second, like not a second mortgage, but a, a equity loan on our house for the Esther project house. Mm-hmm. And the vision was to take that money and do the roof, mm-hmm. you know, and, like now I don't have to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you can I don't, raise it. I can raise that money. Mm-hmm. Um, better yet, you know, I talked to a roofer this morning who is gonna go look at my roof and I may not have to <laughs> to do right. that. now. Right, right. You know, because you got the
0: paperwork I've where got he the can paperwork, do it and he can get the tax write off. He can
1: get the tax write off.
0: That's awesome. So
1: it's it's a game changer, you know. Um and you know and i don't feel i don't feel bad about it mm-hmm. you know i feel it was a growth process that i had to go through yeah you know in order to 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 see this thing come to fruition but i the vision is like right there yeah it's like i'm so stoked about you know mm-hmm. putting this thing in motion yeah you know
0: and and that's really what it is you know like as people that you know we we have that hustle bone we don't go through things we don't like. It's the worst thing you can do is go through something. Like you have to grow through it. Exactly. You have to grow. You have to say, all right. So I just went through this, and how am I coming out with more muscles? You know, as a result of it, or how how am I coming out stronger? Exactly. And so no, that's that's awesome. And you
1: know what? And, and even 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 with that said. What really pushed me, like I'm telling you, because this was like an end of the year thing, get it done before the end of the year, was somebody did reach out to me and wanted to give me
0: a house. A full, whole house. A full, whole house. In this housing market. That
1: had a current (laughs) C of O. Yeah. It had tenants living in it. Yeah. And they were going to just give it over to me as a tax write-off. Yeah. But I could not take the house. Because I no, didn't have,
0: she wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, you no, know? that 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 definitely hurt. That hurt. That definitely hurt.
1: Cause, but the thing is, that I know that there's more houses out there
0: mm-hmm.
1: that are gonna come my way for me to do this vision with. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm ready now. I wasn't ready then, but I'm ready
0: now. You, you ready now? I'm ready now. Nah, this is cool. This is cool. So it's just now nah, this is super awesome that, you know, being at its May, you know, in the month of Mother's Day and everything like that. And um so thank you, Ma, for taking some time to come out and kick it. Kick it with your boy. Literally.
1: <laughs> thank you kick for having it, me. It with your I son, tried to son. get you to bring me on earlier. <laughs> you would listen to me. You would listen to <laughs> the me. The time had to be the right. The timing is right. That's See? why you have to wait. Right. You rushing me. I I I got this. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to wait. Timing is everything. I I appreciate it.
0: Nah. That's I appreciate a fact. it. I mean, ultimately like, you know, you and Dad have been phenomenal examples, you know, for me and um you know, I'm just excited to see what you guys have in this chapter because, I mean, we talked the other day, you know, like, what was it, two, three days ago we had that heart-to-heart. We're just like, you know, yes. I kind of chastised. The, the tables flipped a little bit because I'm they like, did. yo, y'all drifting, man. What's Come on, <laughs> tighten up. Y'all got stuff to do and this isn't, you know... Yeah, stop drifting. Like you know, tighten things up and let's go. And then you get your letter. So I think even that conversation, the, the time it was just perfect. It was just it perfect was timing. the
1: timing was because I had made a decision that I was not going to search the emails anymore. Like every day, it's like I get up in the morning and one of the first things I want to do is check my email to see mm-hmm. if if I got the notification. Yeah, and nothing, 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 and. It's funny because I've I've always I've lived like the last 20 years of my life in love with Mondays. I love Mondays. People Mondays gets like the worst rap ever, okay. you know? I love Mondays. <clears throat> Mondays to me are like a new start. Okay. You know, Mondays is like new mercies on Mondays. Mondays is like is the go day. You know, it's right, my right. day where I do my laundry, I clean my house, I set everything up for the rest of the week and so i i just love mondays you know and so i'm having this great monday yesterday i got two loads of laundry in i'm good (laughs) i'm sitting on the porch in the sunshine right and then the mailman comes and and i'm i'm just in such a great mood and uh, your daughter cammy goes and gets the mail brings me the mail and I'm like, what is this letter from the IRS?
0: Look at that. C- Cammie Joy bringing you the good news. Cammie Joy
1: brought me to joy. And I opened that up. I was just like so ecstatic. I was, I was like, wow. Like it's here. Nah, it happened. Awesome.
0: <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. So, on
1: to the next phase now.
0: So where can people find you? Um, if they listen to this and, you know, they they want to be a part of it, they want to give, they want to, you know, just in any way that they can help, mm-hmm. where can they find you? I
1: have a Facebook page called The Esther Project. Okay. And that's the best place right now okay. to, to find me. I do have a Google site that I'm working on. If. You can also go to that site less, as well. But say less, let's, I'll
0: post a Facebook yeah, the Facebook in the, page. In the Facebook page because description. the
1: Facebook page tells the story. Because right. all the pictures are there. Yeah. When we first got the house, when we we've already painted in the house, sure. we've cleaned the house up. There's, you know, so we've just got some big ticket items that we gotta do yeah. that are gonna get us in then it's there. It's
0: gonna be go time.
1: Then it's gonna be go time.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, I think that's a perfect time, a perfect place to end the episode. Um I'm I'm proud of you. You you didn't take credit for all my success in life. So I'm I'm, you know, you will after this, though. I know as soon as it's over. You know what? I yeah, I'm glad you reminded me about the radio. So you're supposed to be doing this. I taught you how to be on the radio. <laughs> no, but um, this this was good. I'm really excited. And I, I know there's a, this interview is just jam-packed with value. And I know people that are on their journey and on their process, they they're gonna get a lot from listening. So thank you, mama, for coming on the show. I appreciate you
1: you are welcome thanks for having me
0: yes yes and for those that are listening um Thank you. I appreciate you for listening. You guys are amazing. I have the best audience in the world. You guys share the content all the time. We're we're constantly getting new listeners. Actually, I had a listener um, yesterday tell me that they um, made their their Uber driver actually subscribe to the podcast while I, while they were in the Uber. So um, shout out to to y'all. Matter of fact, that was Chase Stokes. Shout, shout out to Chase. So I appreciate you. But um, yeah. So if you love what I'm doing with the Hustle Bone, you're super excited about the content, and you're getting something from please consider supporting the podcast. Um, You can go to anchor.fm slash the hustle bone and there's a button that says support. You can support at a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars a month. Uh, it's awesome watching that number grow. And um, right now I am using a studio now, and you know everything is professionally mixed and mastered. So um, everything helps, you know to be able to, to to put on the best show. And here's one thing I will promise you. so what's cool is right now, um, because I'm actually having I'm outsourcing the actual editing of the podcast, it's freed up bandwidth for me. And so now um, once I record, I don't have to worry about, okay, I got to, you know, cut this, fix this and do all that. That's being done for me. So as soon as we get enough uh, support on a monthly basis to where I could pay in full for four episodes a month, I'll go back to like literally because this isn't work to me Um, and setting up the interviews is not really a big deal. It's really just showing up and actually sitting down and having a conversation. So um, as soon as you know, we can get enough supporters to cover that. I'll go back to four episodes a month because, you know, just logistically, it makes that much more sense because again, I can just come in and get it done. But you guys are awesome. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at The Hustle Bone, um, on YouTube. So the last, the last, Two episodes are now on YouTube I got last week's episode coming soon So subscribe and hit the alert button So you can get alerted every time I put up content But you guys are incredible So I will see you guys on Wednesday For the Hump Day Hustle Those are exclusively on Instagram now So make sure you follow on Instagram And and check that out at The Hustle Bone But you guys are amazing Thanks again to my guest Mama Sneed But until next time, hustle on We'll see you soon, peace Thank you for listening to the Hustle Bone podcast. And until next time, we'll see you soon. And don't forget, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And if you want to watch the show, you can see it on the Hustle Bone YouTube channel. And last but not least, if you really love the show, make sure to share the podcast with a friend. Until next time, hustle on. We'll see you soon. Peace.